0: week hopefully they'll be in english if not we'll be watching it next week so we'd love to see you guys thank you so much thank you our youtube fans thank you our uh, muni radio fans thank you our podcast listeners and fans. we will see you next week later
1: Wrote this song, uh, my turn ons are satin sheets, and the way champagne tickles my nose. Uh, I love to paint outdoors. Listen, you should follow me on Twitter. It's Jokes to Carl, the French duh, not the Ooh duh uh, duh. Let's watch a full length Carl, follow me now. With
0: Welcome, welcome to LWAFLMOYT. L-L-L-L-T. That stands for Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman
1: and Carl. Uh, Carl, <laughs> yeah. We are never going to rename this show, right? We're just going to leave. Oh, I'm I should get it done by now. It. After six
0: years. Uh, we, we do this me. every week. We are right now broadcasting on mutinyradio.fm as we do every Sunday, a little Sunday matinee for you. Uh, 2 p.m. Just go to type in mutinyradio.fm, hit the listen button. You could also find our streaming feed and add it to your podcast app, which I do. And we have a donate button. Uh, so you can donate to the station. We always appreciate it. You could do it by Venmo, you could do it by Patreon, or just go to the site and hit the donate button, see what what you see check What's out all the night? shows. what mutiny radio dot fm
1: fm dot fm
0: I, I always type in dot fm com <laughs> slash aol i still got 20 hours uh and we also are on a podcast it's by our acronyms name that's why we say it up front uh,
1: l-w-a-f-l-m-o-y-t
0: all right carl and uh i'll <laughs> stop my stupid stick l-w-a-f-l-m-o-y-t you can find us on youtube carl syncs up video and audio for you or you can just follow us on the podcast what we do is we watch a full-length movie on youtube we want you to watch it with us and we want you to listen to us and watch the movie on mute at the same time so carl what
1: is the movie today today we are watching that is that's what you put in the youtube search engine. okay today we are watching the stone killer 1973 the stone killer intriguing Mm -hmm. I don't know. I like it. This guy's of the Isles. Halvar. Halvar of the Isles.
0: Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we want you to go find the Stone Killers from 1973. Type that in.
1: Singular. The Stone Killer, which doesn't make sense to the plot, as you'll see later. So
0: Sharon survives, but Oliver dies. Is that what you're saying with the Stone Killer?
1: Right. That's exactly right. Sharon Um, survives.
0: Oliver. But Oliver gets it. <laughs> all right. Type in "singular the Stone Killer" 1973. We're looking for how far the Isles is hosting it. We Isles, love
1: Isles, Isles. Like it's probably English. He's Wait
0: probably... a minute. So hang on a sec. Killer, Isles. Killer got, Isles. got it. I got it. So singular killer. But so go ahead, find a link, click it, hit pause immediately. Move your timer to zero zero zero. We want to play the movie all at the same time, and to do so, Carl who not only produces the show, not only writes the theme song and researched this entire movie, he <laughs> interviewed a comedian, a celebrity comedian out in the Tri-State area. Uh, it could be
1: from anywhere in the world.
0: I'm gonna guess New Jersey. But I haven't heard this segment, but I'm really excited to take it away, Carl.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Pam Benjamin. Every week we are broadcasting on mutinyradio.fm and we always start the show by like plugging where people can donate and stuff. But recently you had a fundraiser.
2: Yeah.
1: This anonymous donor like capped it off. Tell me about this. How much are we talking here? And how anonymous is this guy really?
2: Yeah, so it was amazing. Um we have a 501c3 umbrella, meaning that there's this group called Media Alliance that helps us out with their c three number because we're like a community resource, but I don't know how to be a 501c3. Anyway, so they made this mighty cause for us, which is amazing, and it means that people could give us money. It's tax deductible for them, and then a lot of times their companies match funds. Uh-huh. So we actually made more than $10,000. We made like $13,000 because places like Google and other big companies will match. woo And there was a semi, I mean, he likes to be anonymous, but uh-huh. he is a, an incredibly generous uh, comedian who also happens to be a really talented computer programmer mm-hmm. and makes money and is just so sweet and is incredibly helpful to the station. And we were like a 1000 200 away from the goal, and he capped it off, and I was like, yeah! I'll tell you what I call, his nickname is Iceman Zero. Uh, <laughs> and he's really funny and really wonderful and incredibly supportive. Um, so that was amazing. That made the rest of our year at Mutiny Radio super a lot easier. Because um, I want to use, I want to have advertising funds for this year's festival because it's going to be so amazing. And the most exciting news is that the city contacted me and they want to be on board and they want to help out with some outdoor stuff during the week. And that would be incredible because then we'd have city sponsorship, which would mean that I could have ads on the Muni buses. And (laughs) yeah, it's kind of a dream come true. So there's 10 venues that are involved this year in the comedy festival. And I'm just excited to try to take, you know, Mutiny Radio to the next level so people know a lot of people know who we are in San Francisco, and I want everyone in San Francisco to know that we've got five open mics a week, and I produce a ton of showcases, and we've got the festival. This is my seventh festival. I can't yeah. believe that, it's, that I'm doing this again. Uh, <laughs> but it does get easier every year. And um, this year, we're gonna have a comedy crawl because five of my venues are in walking distance from one another, so on the That's Saturday right. and Sunday, We're going to have a comedy crawl and um, Alameda comedy club is involved now, which is amazing. So the headlining show is going to be in a real club. And um, I'm just, I'm so excited. And then the rest of my regular venues, OMG and, and the bar on Dolores and um, Atlas cafe. Like I have a really, a lot of really unique places where they let me do comedy. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, I'm things couldn't be better.
1: It's coming right up. It, it it's about 3 or 4 months away in October. It's what did you tell me? October 9 through the 15th is the comedy festival. Yeah. Now, comedians come from all around the country for this. I've have been one uh two times. So how do people um register? How do people find find you know, do they go to mutinyradio.fm to
2: get involved? Yeah, I mean, I should I should put it on there. Um you know, I'm an old woman so I use a lot of Facebook. Uh-huh. <laughs> which is annoying. But we also have an Instagram mutiny radio SF is our Instagram. And please, please follow us. I, I'm old. I don't understand Instagram. I don't know how right. to get people to follow me. I'm like, just, you're supposed to do it. Right. And then I put content on there. And, um, but it's, uh, the submissions are open. I've kind of been pushing it through Facebook right now, but they're open until July 31st okay. and it, $30 for people who've never applied for their first time. And it's $20 if you've been in the past. And I mean, if you're a mute, you're free, Carl. Cause you're a oh, you're a part wow. of staff, you know? Oh uh, yeah, Thank you and Mike it. are staff, come on. <laughs> but the t-shirts this year are going to be insane. My gift bags are always awesome. And it's, people are kind of saying it's a really good first comedy festival. Um, Cause it, I try to treat it like comedy summer camp. I want everyone to get to know each other. Yeah. I want, I want to like. I want to hear someday that two comedians like met at the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival and they like fell in love and then they both moved to Austin, Texas, or <laughs> something like that, you know. And that hasn't happened yet, but that's sort of my dream: is that people in ten years say, "Oh yeah, yeah, we met at we met at uh, the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival and we've been <laughs> together ever since." And either it be like a like a comedy couple of people that want to write together or I mean, anything. I just, I'm trying to bring people together.
1: Collaborations. Yeah. Connections. You know, it's always better when we're all together, especially as comedians, which is an act you do alone, you know? So it's
2: better if you coalesce. Well, and I think it completely makes sense for comedians to collaborate as opposed to compete in that the audience has an infinite ability to laugh. They can laugh at anything. They can laugh at, you know, Perry Kurtz coming out on roller skates. They can laugh at me telling menopause jokes. They can laugh at gone in 60 seconds from the seventies. They can be, I mean, they can laugh. There's so many, they can love puns. They can, you know, it, they can love cute young white guys, whatever, whatever they like. It's, it's all there. Um, so I want to, you know, collaboration. And, and the other thing about, that's great about the festival is that I've met so many people over the United States whenever I do travel well I haven't since the pan but whenever I do travel for comedy I have a billion places to go and everyone's like oh Pam's coming and so then right uh, then I get you know bookings and all that kind of stuff so it's just a great way to network and meet people and
1: now Mutiny Radio is all about comedy and you provide opportunity to comedians not just during the festival but all the time you were telling me you got like four or five mics you're doing mics 5 days a week now right
2: yeah i run mics Monday through Friday I, I mean it's 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 almost kind of a it's not a selfish endeavor but i wish when i was starting out that there was someone like me who was nice to people and was like, hey, here's where all the shows are. I mean, now we have bacon, we have Bay Area Comedy Network. But when I started 11 years, my 11 year anniversary is actually coming up July 17th.
1: Terrific. 2022
2: is my 11 year. And when I started, there was no bacon. There was no pre-sign. There was no you had to, there was nobody sharing where the mics were. You had to like figure out in whispers where they were because you didn't want other people to take the time and you were rushing around from place to place. Don't tell them about Nick's Crispy Tacos, Shh, you know? So. <laughs> Now, I've I've always wanted things to be different. That it makes it that there's a place where you feel like you're at home and that you know the people around you, and it's not scary. It's not like when you go, Are they going to make fun of me? Are they not going to? It's like, No, we're all buddies. Come on, you know, try try new stuff. Be weird to have that
1: better environment, and you're really part of that, you know. You've got this fabulous vacation coming. I've <laughs> got to produce four episodes all at once to cover it, and you're going to Greece, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. Some people like to go to Burning Man. Um, I like to go to Burning Man with water next to it and nice bathrooms and people that speak Greek. No, it's um, <laughs> like it's it, it, to go to Burning Man cheaply. It costs about fifteen hundred dollars. So that's kind of my threshold of what I would spend on a vacation. Right. And in Greece, that's all I'm spending. Like the i got the airfare before the gas prices went kablooey right. and it's free to camp in greece so i'm gonna meet some buddies we're gonna go around to the islands i'm gonna spend like less than 1500 bucks and live like a queen on a beach really? um, yeah and just not think about comedy. that's not true i'll think about i'll write a lot i think but i am just i for, i don't know who i am without comedy I, I, so i need to. It's been three years since I've traveled. And so, and I've just been doing comedy nonstop every day. And to, to take a break for a month and be like, who am I? Because I, I've sort of forgotten. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be important and it's going to change my comedy when I come back.
1: Yeah, because your perspective will be fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: And really good. then I won't be so caught up in the day-to-day drama of the San Francisco comedy community.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I totally get it. You know, you're going to reset, essentially. Yeah.
2: The only bad thing is that Greece hates weed. There's no weed in Greece. They're totally against it. So I'm just not going to smoke weed for a month, which Uh is going to be another cleansing, like life-affirming, strange thing to do for me. I'm going to quit smoking cigarettes, and I'm not going to smoke any weed for an entire month. And we'll see what happens when I come back. If I'm like still this enormous pothead, or if I've, you know, if I chill out a little bit, and what happens when I don't smoke cigarettes? Like,
1: yeah, oh that's gonna remote. be
2: different. Because I still run and work out and stuff, but I smoke. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, you know, how much faster my mile time will be. <laughs> without cigarettes
1: yeah it's probably gonna change and it's probably gonna well let's find out i'm not gonna predict we'll see yeah. what happens yeah now listen about these uh mics that people can i just want to focus on the ones that are on mutiny radio you have yeah. fantastic clubhouse you have joke workshop when are these because people like that they're then broadcasting also on the air
2: yeah i have so many podcasts that are there in perpetuity mondays at six is joke workshop and comedians do four minutes of material and they get four minutes of comments by their comedian peers. Like I take copious notes and try to be really helpful. Yeah. Uh, and that's Monday six to eight. You can find it on our website in our index mutinyradio.fm. You look at the index joke workshop. And then Fridays at six, I run happy hour okay. and that's from six to eight and same thing. You can find them. And uh, that's tonight. And yes, it it is. Really, it's really great. You'll, Listen to, you'll see. This is the other thing. I was talking to some comics the other day, and they were like, All the guys that are past at Punchline right now, like they used to be mutiny people. I'm like, Well, I don't think they're not like used to be, they still show up. (laughs) But yeah, like Orion Levine and Ian Levy and Brooke Heineken and Louisa Isbell and Marty Cunny. I I mean, I can people, all the people that are now like doing bigger and things in the community, the kids that are starting are like, they started at Mutiny? I'm like, yeah, you guys wanna look through my lists? Like, I have <laughs> everybody's name. It's just, it's it's amazing if you think about it. I, I And I don't wanna do one of those flex things, but I should one day go through all my old lists and just type everybody's name who's ever done a set at Mutiny. And it's thousands of comedians.
1: Yeah, and there's some gems in there, you know? Yeah,
2: yeah. People who are doing like, they moved to, they moved to New York, they moved to LA. David Borey, the voice of Comedy Central, he did a show with me back in, like, you know, 2013. So everyone's mm-hmm. kind of been through the doors. Okay. Now, Pam, how can people
1: find you out there on the internet, social media? Now, we know about mutinyradio.fm. You just plugged your Instagram. You're on Facebook. Is there a website also? How do, how do people get in contact, get involved, not just with Mutiny Radio, but, like, about you and booking, <laughs> you, et cetera?
2: Yeah. You know, it's pathetic, but it's Facebook, baby. Like, I— <laughs> I I, might, I am Mutiny Radio, so if, if you follow our Instagram, Mutiny Radio SF, it really is just Pam. There is no Pam Benjamin. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've always hid behind the Mutiny name. And you can – all. I mean, I'm such a Luddite. That's one of the things is if I get these grants that I've applied for, you know, I'm going to be able to have money to hire people to do all those things that I don't know how to do. I'm 47 years old. I don't understand. I can't i'm on my phone right now talking to you it makes no sense to me
1: i appreciate that
2: i can't the world is moving so fast and i i want to be a part of that but then again i don't i can't learn these new skills but i understand that people understand that and that they should be paid for that so hopefully when i get these grants i can because not everybody's good at everything and technology and connection through social media just isn't my strong suit yeah so Uh, It's one of those things I kind of want to offload to some child for money at some point. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's right, because that would perfectly augment and support you know, that would be the part that's missing, filled in by these youngsters. It's a good plan, yeah.
2: Yeah, but uh, you can find me, I mean, honestly, and it's, I'm just so embarrassed, but Pam Benjamin, Facebook and Radio Director at gmail.com if you ever want to get in touch with me directly. And, uh, and thank you for saying is the is this comedy submission on the website cuz honestly i don't know <laughs> um, i link i usually link the facebook and the website but or i have a person do that but i need to do that because that's one of the ways that people will say ah, i can submit but yeah. i've already had like 46 submissions and there's still a month left open which means i mean last year i only had 100 submissions so i'm already like you know, in the last two weeks is when people really hit it gangbusters. Yeah. The best thing about this year is that because I have so many different venues of different, like, caliber, I can have, I can offer more opportunities to more comics. So maybe there are some comics who aren't as seasoned. I can still have them come out and do a bunch of shows and experience the whole festival. And I'm maybe not going to give them, like, the, a main stage show at the Alameda Comedy Club. But they'll still get a taste and a flavor for what stand-up comedy in San Francisco is about. So I'm hoping that I don't say no to anybody. But I'm probably going to have to because, you know, logistically I've got 10, 10 venues. Yes. Three shows a night. That's 30 shows. Five people a show. So it's like – I. but I want to try to include everybody.
1: Everybody, Yeah. yeah. You are going to the ceiling. That's right. OK, now, Pam, everyone at home is poised to watch this movie. It's a Charles Bronson movie called The Stone Killers. you are going to all press play at the exact same time here in the studio and everybody at home. So why don't you go ahead, Pam Benjamin, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown.
2: Oh, you guys are all ready to watch Stone Cold Dick Killers. Here we go. Three, three two, two, one. one.
0: Go, oh, movie time! Thank you, Celebrity Comedian Countdown. Uh, for the Celebrity Comedian Countdown, appreciate it. And check out all his stuff or her stuff. I'm excited for this movie.
1: It said Columbia. Originally, this was United Artists. Now, look, if you got the sound up, we're hearing birds chirping. What a nice I don't hear birds here. chirping. Interrupted by the deadly streets of New York, the dirty rows and alleys of New York.
0: So are you saying that New York City was all nothing but flowers until Chuck Bronson showed up? Uh, He's right there, right? That blurry face?
1: That's Chuck, and he is heading in, just like Dirty Harry. He's not waiting. They've got the place surrounded.
0: And he's being recorded, too, just like Dirty Harry, right? The press hates Dirty Harry.
1: Because I told him to go in. They call you
0: dirty, Sergeant Callahan. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right. You well, should
1: really shampoo, Callahan. Why? Well, your hair is dirty. It's dirty. It's dirty, hairy.
0: This martini tastes awful. There's so much olive juice in it. What's the deal? <laughs> it's dirty. Dirty.
1: Okay, so... <laughs> There's somebody up there, it's a young Hispanic kid, and he's like, Come on, kid, you got two choices. You know, he's being tough cop, but at the same time, he's not just going in there guns blazing. He's giving this guy a chance.
0: But then he's gonna kill the guy.
1: Uh yes.
0: <laughs> it wasn't but it was by choice. Yeah, I mean he had no choice.
1: Well, I think he had a choice. Down look, guy turns around to shoot him, that's why he gets shot. But uh, the place is surrounded and he's heading down a fire escape to the cops. Why shoot the guy? Just he was gonna him shoot go him.
0: him. He right. had a gun right in his face.
1: No, but that's what I mean. Stick yourself back in the apartment, let right. him run downstairs and get busted by the whole city.
0: Right. The whole city's there. They must have had a stuntman union issue because that guy didn't fall down. He just like leaned hey, over there. Um. Well, thank God.
1: So he's handing in this badge and gun because he is in fucking trouble oh for shooting
0: someone in front of the oh, cbs yeah. news
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: they they do know if he's charles bronson right
1: no they don't and you hear this voiceover announcer that the city is why couldn't he have been saved you know it's like a will it ever end the
0: really who's that Stanley.
1: lee <laughs> So they're like, don't worry at all, come out in the hearing, and he's like, nah, I'm washed up. So essentially what's going to happen is he's going to get reassigned all the way out to Los Angeles. You know, they 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 essentially fire him, but get him another job.
0: Well, on the other coast, 3,000 miles away from them?
1: Yep, that's right. <laughs> you are out of here. We yeah. like you. We don't want to fire you, but you are at
0: Homicidal us. cops. It's a bad image. We're sending you to Los Angeles.
1: Yes. If we if there was land past Los Angeles, we would put it's an ocean. We would have put you there.
0: <laughs> Santa Monica would have taken us to the city of Los Angeles. It is.
1: You are relocated to Hawaii.
0: Sweet. That would I would see that movie, right? <laughs> the, the stone pit luau killer.
1: <laughs> the pineapple killer. So what, what's happening here is it's like the autopsy, but this is a woman from his old hometown. And what we're getting is deep philosophical thoughts, you know, uh, Charles Bronson, his name's uh, Lou. Don't. <laughs> no, I'll get to that. It really kind of doesn't make sense um, because uh, there's they are there's they a stone killer is a guy who's not part of the family, not part of the mafia. And who's hired to be like a hidden face, you know, someone you wouldn't expect. But they hire an army of them. Huh. His name is Lou Tory in this film. It's based off of a book. They changed his name, but he is now. Oh, look at the.
0: Yeah, they. It's that they computer say? graphic. It's Dino de Delaros. So, how you pronounce his name? One of the great movie producers.
1: Yes. Now that's Norman Fell. No, it yes. isn't. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. Excuse me. I'm sorry. This is a Michael Loser film, and they want to get that up. Front.
0: <laughs> Michael Loser. We've done Michael Loser films, right? Michael yes, Winner. We
1: have, and you already knew of him. He was like a a big guy on uh, talk shows in England. He had yeah. a restaurant column every week.
0: He he. We when uh, we watched going when we watched going bananas, which was a canon film. Uh, I watched a documentary on Canon called Electric Boogaloo, the Canon's movie story. And Michael Winter is all over this because the next movie these guys do together is next year is uh, Death Wish. That's but we right. know We know Winter from Death Wish 3 and Death Wish 4, The Crackdown. And in the documentary, they're saying that Winter was not a pleasant guy, that yeah. he did a lot of nasty stunts and he just was kind of a... Crass, like, so some of these stunts in his movies, I wonder, like, how much people are really in pain, because they're really nasty. I
1: don't know. Well, in this film, there was only one serious accident. It happens in the parking garage at the end. But I'm sure he was a jerk. Okay, they got a lot of rental cars from Hertz, right? So it goes, Hertz was so concerned with the damage, they sent a representative to reclaim them. Winners supposedly told the rep, you should be glad we're, you're. Crashing your fucking awful cars. You'll be able to write them off and completely get nice new ones. (laughs) That's what he said to the guy.
0: Uh, More people need to be more frank to their sponsors. (laughs) You should be glad I threw up your hot dog.
1: No, it's not a sponsor. He was spending money renting cars. They heard what it was for, and they sent a representative down there to get their cars back.
0: A complete state of death. That's even a stupider name.
1: Well, he'll even say that line in the movie, A Complete State of Death. And it isn't, like, highlighted. He just says it offhandedly. See, this was this... a book. Um, John Garner wrote a book called "The Complete State of Death in 69. So four years later, this film is born. Um, it was his second film. He did this other book called The Liquidator in 65, which they made into a film. And um, it, they changed a lot of stuff. The original book was in the United Kingdom <laughs> and then moved it to the U.S. Yeah. Well,
0: because it was New York City and now he's in Los Angeles. So they're they're hitting all of the, you know.
1: I guess, yes. Um, so he, he, it was called Derek Tory in the book and now he's Lou Tory. And um, I don't know. It's very loosely based.
0: Charles does not call Louis. What's the first name? The original name?
1: uh derek derek ow
0: oh
1: now this is lipper and he is going to be the first one to start off our plot now there's racism going around the guy frisking him right now is the father from the waltons oh what do you know so he's using the n-word like crazy and charles bronson is like your southern hate is showing like Charles Bronson is a little racist in this film, but in this part, it's supposed to establish he's the good cop. Sure, he's dirty, hairy, but he's honest, he's fair, he doesn't just kill people for no reason, and he's not a racist.
0: Good for Chuck. I didn't know know that about Chuck. I'm going to have to apologize to his family. Mm -hmm.
1: So now, um, he's pressuring them, like, you're going to go away for a long time. Our justice system isn't kind to your kind so th- he tells them what room to go to and they go into that room and find a guy named armitage okay cool george armitage the director <laughs> no nope. now you see this little person yeah he's just there for eye candy they'll never do anything with them again
0: well you know the 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 sro's in the 70s there were some seedy places
1: huh uh-huh well, This with is who the oh. hell are you? It's oh, a they already pixelated.
0: Kisses them. Fucking cops.
1: Yeah. There wasn't another better copy on YouTube.
0: No, I, I bet. You know, sometimes with these copies, if you minimize it, it's less torturous. You know what I uh-huh. mean? But I'm watching this on the PlayStation, so I want to
1: see it all. So Armitage is like, I know your face, but I can't make the name. He goes, I sent you up for two years. That kind of thing.
0: Oh, right. yeah, yeah.
1: He's a he's a old mobster. Norman hey, Fell.
0: Norman Fell. This is the reason why I picked this movie, Carl. I went to IMDb. I looked up Norman Fell, and this movie was available.
1: Did you also get the Boneyard off the same way, or you bumped into the bone? The, Norman Fell was in the Boneyard, which we saw, and I think they blew it. Remember in that film because he looks not like Mr. No, Baker he at all. no,
0: he's not. You know, he's clean cut. The one thing you can say about Norman Fell. Uh, in bullet and in this movie uh when he acts like in uh oceans 11 right clean, tight suit cropped tight hair the you graduate know, had, but in the boneyard he let it go he had like long hair and he had a mustache, mustache yeah. yeah
1: he was had a ponytail
0: ponytail right and he up
1: look arguing like... that the director's a dummy the director has phyllis diller not wearing a wig
0: we're talking about the boneyard again. You can't let this movie go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, well, Armitage says you're gonna need me. I can tell you about Wexler, and Charles Bronson is like Wexler, Wexler. Tell me about Wexler. I don't, I don't support fiction. He goes, Nah, no games, no names. Ooh. So basically, he's setting it up that like, oh, look at him. They shot him right in the middle. Oh, Armitage is dead. The airport security at LAX is so lax.
0: I, th- I think this is the Bob Hope Airport. I think it's Burbank.
1: <laughs> now the truth is it's JFK. He's oh, wa- yeah. he flew him back to New York for a murder charge and he got he gets killed. So now Bronson is like, Lou Tori's like, what's up? What's up? I mean, why would they kill him? This guy hasn't been a hip hop man for the mob for at least 10 years.
0: Okay, so you mentioned The Mob. This movie is 1973-74, and it's in between The Godfathers. And we watched the trailer yeah. to this film last week, and one, the narrator says he's up to his eyeballs in Godfathers.
1: Yeah, that's right. This was influenced... Okay, there's two things that made this film happen. One is if there was no Dirty Harry, we wouldn't have this film. And secondly, The Godfather... The mobsters in this bite a lot off of the the... Is it a myth? I don't know. In the mind of uh people in the 70s who had just seen The Godfather, they bring those kind of mobsters back for us in the film here.
0: I think it's just a natural cultural residue. I mean, we probably have bad guys that emulate, you know, the most popular culture. It's the same archetype. You know, we yeah. still have Hans Zimmer in our world. And we still and in this world there's still Godfathers.
1: So here we've got, he's walking back to the precinct he worked at two years ago before he got moved out to the coast. And everybody's like, hi, Alou. Hi, Lou!" <laughs> that kind of thing.
0: How come you haven't seen you around? Oh, right. It says a force. He it shot a man in, in front of the proof.
1: Yeah. In front of all the cameras, you dummy. <laughs> so now he's like, Going over it with this old captain. Why would they kill Armitage? He's not of any value. Does the name Wexler mean anything to you? Wexler? Wexler? Never heard of him. Run it downtown. See if it rings a bell with anybody.
0: Is that your Charles Bronson impersonation?
1: Yeah. Hey, Carl. It's a funny thing Charles Bronson. He he grew up in a family that were, they were uh, immigrants. Let me see here. Um, It was a Roman Catholic family. He was the 11th of 15 children. It's not in front of me where he's from, but his parents were, had a very serious thick accent. And so when he grew up, He'd only speak their native language at the house. And so when he'd go to school, he'd have their accent. Even to today in this film, people aren't always sure if he's an American because he's got some sort of accent.
0: He has great cadence. You know, I mean, Chuck Bronson is the real deal because he has, he's not a great actor and a lot of his films are questionable, but yeah. what a presence, dude. I mean, like, Mm-hmm. walks into a room, you know, punks go flying as Mike Meehan. Michael Meehan this is comedian in Los Angeles. Yeah. San Francisco, part of the Meehan Brothers. And he does a cooking show with Charles Bronson.
1: Wow. You know,
0: as a knock on the door, who could it be? Could be a punk. <laughs> I'm going to put a shotgun in this turkey.
1: Are you feeling lucky, punk? No, that's not my movie. No, that's, that, was not no my that, that wasn't me. So well, at the height of his fame in the early 70s, which means now... Right. He was the world's number one box office attra- attraction. I'm sure that won't happen until Death Wish next year. But he got a million dollars per film after that, which in that, in that's 1970. pretty good money.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, as we say, that's a lot of money. I mean, that's the equivalent of a million dollars in 1973 money.
1: Yeah, it, in 1970. Okay, so now they're strong-arming J.B., who sells pot? And he's bragging right now. Go ahead, turn up the sound because he's got a funny voice.
0: Okay, I got to say. Call. He's bragging
1: about his pot.
2: Yeah, yeah so again, old, um, away, you
1: know? you. he's got the best voice. Yeah. So once again, it's another old um, guy who Chuck put away. You know. I remember you. So they're like, we could bust you right now. You get five years for this because of your record. Or you can keep your ears open for the airport killing, you know, or Armitage. They want any information that you have about the guy who got killed at the airport. They don't this,
0: So we're still in New York then, right?
1: Yeah, he's going to be in New York for a little while. He came in. Oh, here, you see, (laughs) they're ruining this guy's fish. Yeah. Because he's. You know he doesn't pay their protection money
0: i think they're sending a message about him swimming with
1: no no it's no it's... sleeps with they're putting gasoline on his fish to ruin it okay now we're going to meet our main mobster and you'll know his face
0: yeah do you think it's because the fish were joker fish you know the the smiley joker fish
1: I don't know that. What is The that?
0: Joker p- put uh toxins in the the water of Gotham, and oh, all the fish had Joker Jack, faces. Uh,
1: right, Jack from Nicholson. the seventies. Wait, Jack Nicholson
0: one? No, the- no. I, I, Jack Nicholson had one where he would make people force smiles. But mm. in the comics in the seventies, they had a nasty run where <laughs> he would poison the water, and all the fish had Joker's face on it, like the, the gotcha. makeup and the smile. They were Joker fish.
1: Okay, now this is Lipper. Right, I remember
0: him getting beat up by the cops.
1: Yeah, so now he's freaking out. He's talking about, we're getting a lot of Nam stuff. He's talking about how they perform lobotomies sometimes on prisoners. He's like, you're not cutting me, you're not cutting me. He goes, what we did in Nam was crazy, but we never crossed the line like you guys. You know, we're having a big... Basically, Nam is fresh in the mind of everybody. And there's, you know, the stone killers they hire are all vets out is. of Nam. And we're going to get a lot of Nam in this uh, film, talking about how unfair it is and everything. City jail, how generic. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was about to say.
1: Okay, oh. now this guy is that reporter on the Hulk who is always following David Banner around.
0: Yeah. What kind of newspaper finance is that? Like, you know what? You tried. I'm going to put you down on the beauty pageant down the street. No, man, I got to go to Montana. Apparently there's a doctor helping people.
1: A drifter doctor. With green skin. See how he got in on the wrong side of the car? Did he? Yeah today with our that. bucket seats that's not relatable but back then when you had a couch as your front seat the <laughs> love seat the love seat perfect for the drive-in his name is jack colvin the hulk reporter and in this film he's called jumper best known for his role in the ta- as the tabloid reporter jack mcgee in the incredible Hulk television franchise Seventy-seven to eighty-two. That's a long. Oh, move.
0: look at that! That's some Goya, or no Velasquez? I guess it's. Uh,
1: no, you were uh, right. Um, it is
0: Goya. Goya. It's uh, here Zeus here eats it. his children.
1: Here it is. The unsettling poster Bronson's character has in his apartment is a detail from Saturn devouring his son, Saturn. by Spanish artist Francisco Goya.
0: Nailed it. Yeah, so no, I can relate.
1: Really, really um, haunt him.
0: I guess uh, they didn't have any Bay City roller posters
1: at the time. Now, Jumper's going to meet this guy who's like a jazz sax guy, and he's listening to it right now. They're basically part of some sort of mobster plot kind of thing. They got to steal a car, change the plates, drop it off at this other place for another guy. It's like they're they're pawns on the chessboard of this mobster.
0: <laughs> More like lipstick. What? The guy looks like a giant six-foot lipstick.
1: Oh, does he? He's uh, an interesting character because he's like this jazz sax guy and he's active and he's a swinger. He goes both ways and um, uh, he he won't make it till the end, though. <laughs> oh. Look at him standing around waiting for David Banner.
0: <laughs>
1: Don't get me angry, Mr. Colvin. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry.
0: You say that to me every week.
1: (laughs) I haven't got you angry once. (laughs) You're not even ticked off. You're not even irritated. Yeah, I'm irked. Oh. Okay, now, this guy, you can't see from the pixelation, but that's Angel from Rockford Files. Oh, really? Yeah. The father? No. The guy with the hat. Yeah. The father? Don't no, you remember we, in Rockford Files, there was always, like, an informant he needed info off of, and it was that weak guy angel.
0: Right, I gotcha. No, I thought I thought it was the first, brief second, the guy that always hangs out in his trailer.
1: When right. he comes home,
0: and he'll be like, hey, uh, Rockford, you got two voice messages, I could play them for you on your answering yeah, wasn't
1: that an, it wasn't a voice message, right? It was an answering machine. Yeah. That was a interesting opening, how it would always be a different person people calling on the answering machine for Rockford.
0: Yeah. Where's John walked?
1: Ritter? There's John Ritter, our cop. The... Really? And he is escorting Lipper right now. This is a couple years before Three's Companies. So School. him and Norman fell, will rub yeah. elbows in this film. Neither one knowing what's to come. Can I use the bathroom? You be my guest, Lipper. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, it's jazz saxophone guy giving a gun to Lipper.
0: Right, that makes a lot of sense.
1: It's all part of the mobster plot. Come on, hey. don't make a career out of it, Lipper.
0: Can I help you, sir? Yeah, hi, I'd like to use your bathroom. Okay, uh, we won't search you, go ahead.
1: <laughs> Freeze! Look, he's got city jail on his butt now. <laughs> <laughs> well, designer jeans were big back then. Now we're gonna walk out here nice and easy, escorting a prisoner. Got it, Tripper! Got and it! Gave, Tripper. gave him a fake gun, right? No, he he took his gun, dropped the bullets out of it, and returned it to
0: Lipper and top. Tripper.
1: Lipper and Tripper, that's yeah. right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, put the this a g- g- gun. Now Chrissy, put the gun down. <laughs> that was another very
1: special threes company that was when she was negotiating her contract they were like seriously seriously you know she got
0: screwed come on Suzanne summers was the fucking star no no
1: no oh
0: your 14 year old ass was like oh i can't wait to see this guy trip over a couch no way you're (laughs) (laughs) what
1: no i've always hated that story I've always hated that.
0: I mean, every she says that she was the sex symbol and that got the
1: they got ratings because men were watching her every week, but she didn't get the money for it. She was squeezing them for money. What she should have realized is this was her fame vehicle. From this, she could have launched a movie career. She could have gone on. Others did. Um, Not necessarily. Really true? Not really true. Right. Jack Tripper was in a few things.
0: Oh, oh, Jack Tripper was fine. We don't have to worry about Jack Tripper. But, I mean, you look at Chrissy, you look at uh, uh, the other – they all had just regular careers, you know. Janet.
1: Janet. uh, I forget her real name.
0: Chrissy Hines? No, Chrissy – I forgot. Oh, no, Elle will
1: come to us. So – but what I'm saying is that she sunk – Okay, she was going for the money. She didn't get it. So she didn't say, okay, well, I'll stay on the show because this keeps me in the public eye. It will lead to more roles. No, she said, I'm out of here, as if she was going to go on to be this big, big star. She didn't. She went on to do the thigh Master.
0: Well, she also, uh, she has cook- cookbooks, too.
1: Yeah, exactly, Mike. Yeah. She has cookbooks. She isn't in Mission Impossible 7 know right?
0: people don't have to be in mission impossible 7 you you get if you're not on an iconic tv show you're going to be remembered as that role forever so whatever happens you know you have to acknowledge that you have this connection to the public from this character and also as an actor you want to move on or you know maybe you just want to move on you know
1: bullshit okay so lipper has been shot by the same people who killed armitage they've shot him and now we're getting more nom stuff about how, like, Nam made him a psycho. No, look, oh. I can't, I can't, I can't. I got to go back to this. Now, if Bruce Willis was on Moonlighting saying, this, I'm the star, I want a million dollars, and right. didn't do Moonlighting anymore, he would not have gone on. Look how lax that place is.
0: This is We love lax. We see lax all the time in our movies now. <laughs> it's like the eighth time we've seen that little carousel thingy.
1: Okay, I'm dropping uh, Chrissy, because uh, I don't think I'm going to convince you. Okay. Oh, she's a strong woman who made the right choice. Yeah, to do the Thigh Master and make cookbooks.
0: I think she got screwed. That's all. But you know, it was she was the reason why they had ratings.
1: She was herself, and they replaced her like that, Mike. And they even replaced that one like that. Meaning yeah, because it wasn't fr- the show was still on the air and popular and had two spinoffs: the Ropers and Jack Tripper Restaurant. Do you, do you
0: remember a show that's never on called The Dukes of Hazard?
1: Yes.
0: So the stars of the Dukes of Hazard said, fuck you. We're not doing the show unless you give us money. So do you remember that season where their cousins came over and they looked oh, exactly? Right. Yeah. <laughs> they spent a the season with these two lookalikes who happened to be the cousins of the the, the Dukes. And
1: okay, then they came so back a year proposed, later. Uh, oh, damn it. Not Lipper. Um, Jumper. Jumper does what he was told. Takes the car to LAX, drops it off, gets on a plane to go to louisiana for their plot for their plot but it doesn't work out he gets busted now okay this is like you know like the bad guy police chief commissioner it's always that way you know right you guys are making a so they're saying look armitage is dead lipper's dead in the exact same way there's got to be a connection some mob thing is brewing and of course he's like If you're wrong, it's your ass. If you cross the line one more time, it's that kind of. What do you do when you get out of the cops, Norman? I'm going to get, I'm going to rent apartments. I'm going to, I'm going to invest in real estate. Spend more time with my wife.
0: Are you a big fan of the Ropers? The spinoff series of three?
1: Not at all. I was a fan of Don Knotts.
0: Stanley. But it wasn't about Mr. Roper. It was Mrs. Roper that was the best part of that. Yeah, she was. She just wanted sex. She was like a peg bunny of her time. She's obviously
1: a fictional character. A wife who wants sex.
0: Well, I mean, you know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Jumper, we're going upstairs. Why? Where are we going?
0: To the roof. Just to the rooftop. That's
1: all. Okay, so now they know that Jumper knows something. So now we're going to see tough guy, Chuck. um, Okay, the car that he gave to Angel was part of the murder of Lipper. Okay, so he's like, Jumper, we got you on murder. He goes, what? Murder? I stole a car. He goes, no, 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 no. This car was used in a killing. We're going to squeeze you. (laughs) Now, when he says the name Wexton, Jumper goes like this. (laughs)
0: <laughs> right. what?
1: so Chuck's no dummy you know something about Wexton cough it up
0: <laughs> you can tell he's lying his sideburns are turning red
1: <laughs> I want to investigate a green man I don't know nothing about a green man that's not what I heard you got him angry
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: fill the beans liver. I mean jumper
0: don't, aren't, isn't he supposed to be handcuffed to the table And why can't Uh, he pace around?
1: I don't know. This is the 70s. They let Lipper use the bathroom.
0: Right, that's right. (laughs) You know. Which is kind of stupid.
1: He's like, look, he says Wexton. And it's going to make... Maybe it's over already.
0: I love this pacing he's doing. He's getting his steps in while interrogating.
1: So he's going to punch him and stuff. And then Jumper's going to be like, you can't punch me. Then Chuck is going to call in the cop and goes, this man says... uh, I assaulted him. Does he look hurt? He goes, (laughs) no, he doesn't look hurt. (laughs) Thank you, officer. You know, letting Jumper know.
0: I'm really happy to be on this film, Mr. Winter. What's my scene? Chuck Bronson's going to kick the shit out of you.
1: (laughs) He says to him, he pushes him out of the chair, and he goes, you can't hit me. And he goes, I'm not going to hit you. And then Jumper looks a little relieved. And then he goes, pow, and he hits him. Lefty's going to hit you. Do you see any marks on his face, officer? No, I don't see a thing.
0: I see a couple phone book markings, but that's about it. Oh, I wish I could remember our friend from New Jersey. I knew a guy who did security at uh, uh, the Meadowlands, Uh and he was like, yeah, you use a phone book so when you hit people, so it doesn't leave a mark. Ow. But doesn't
1: that blunt your blow?
0: Well, no, it just doesn't leave a baton mark. But one of the greatest things he said was, like, uh, he did security for Depeche Mode and at, at uh, Meadowlands. Right. What worthless people. <laughs>
1: Depeche Mode was? The fans. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so now is looking to make a deal, that kind of thing.
0: There blood in his mouth?
1: Yeah. But not according to the cop. I don't see nothing. Uh do
0: Strawberry quick
1: looks fine yeah are <laughs> you drinking <laughs> a, a raspberry smoothie and back in the 70s they'd be like what the hell's a smoothie
0: they had a wheat germ was kind of like frozen yogurt and wheat germ was kind of right. the health thing in new york during the
1: 70s i remember when uh we were watching um the one in which uh the guy is his daughter's kidnapped but it was the wrong daughter and he that is a juggler Yeah, Night of the Juggler. And that's when Yogurt... That was around the same time as this, and Yogurt was new.
0: It was new, right. The mob came in. You know, Sopranos does the same bit. The mobsters are at the Yogurt store going, what is this? How come it's frozen?
1: Oh, he can't stop
0: being the shit out of that guy.
1: He really just wants Lipper to cooperate because he knows... Okay, so now they're going to the place where the car was you know, like that motel, and they will ID jumper. The, the, everyone will talk. This right. is the ugliest man. Oh, my God.
0: Well, that's a great shirt. I mean, <laughs> I don't think they even have that color anymore.
1: He's like, so they see, obviously, the, like, okay. prostitute or whatever, and he, he goes, uh, that, 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 that's my niece.
0: <laughs> Chuck gave him a look.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, Ooh.
0: and
1: niece comes out and it's like, "Yeah, that's him. Look at his face; is all even more. Yeah, it's all bunted out of shape." Norman Fell will be later, like uh, his face looks pretty marked up, and he goes, "I don't know." And he goes, "Well, it better heal fast." Like all that. Is <laughs> Norman Fell protects Chuck because he knows that Chuck is onto something, and Chuck is right.
0: Out of hallways
1: wow yeah here that's we go the handcuffs that's different there he is his face looks pretty beaten it better heal fast
0: Nor- norman fell acting all you have to do is make sure you don't breathe through your mouth during <laughs> <laughs> he's always mid-puff oh okay hold your breath carl when we're okay. passing by a cemetery
1: yeah because it's not polite to breathe when others can't now we're gonna finally get the backstory. Forty-three years ago, to okay. April 10th, the exact day April 10th, there was a huge mob hit. Okay. They they wanted to uh they wanted to make a deal with the Jews and the Irish and have a national syndicate.
0: Yeah, know? I saw I saw Fargo season four. <laughs>
1: Refresh my memory.
0: That's the one where the gangsters swap sons.
1: Oh, right. To keep the peace. Chris Rock, right. Right, Right, Chris Rock. Okay, so what happens here is he's basically saying he's been waiting 43 years until April 10th will fall on the exact right day, and this main mobster guy will have a birthday. He's going to get all the heads of the family in the same room and do to them what they did to his relatives, which is essentially kill him. And that's what truck will try to prevent this whole film. There's That's Angel. It. Can you see it's Angel? Do you know him from the Rockford Files?
0: You know, maybe I, I don't. You know, we, we, we watched a bunch of Rockford Files in this household because it's on streaming and it's a good show. But I, I remember the, just the loafers who hang out in his uh, uh, trailer you know, right. it was, I think it was his dad, but it, usually they'll come in with a paper bag and they'll pull out a bottle of liquor and they'll pull out a grapefruit or something like that. And they'll be like, yeah, I got you some milk. I'm going to put it in your trailer fridge.
1: <laughs> okay, so basically that's what we're finding out. It, as revenge and to get control of this syndicate that they made for himself on the same date... At somebody, a relative's birthday party, he's going to have all the heads of the family in one place, and they're going to kill him.
0: Oh well, that's a terrible parting gift for the guests at uh-huh, birthday that's party. Right? right. Do you, what what is- what's in your gift bag? Poison? Yeah. Bullets? Bullets. <laughs> what you get? I owe you. I got. I will kill you later.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I owe you. My bag is full of lead. It's you filled them full of lead.
0: You filled them full of lead. That's what you told me to do, boss. Fill him full of lead. Why did you stab him with the number two pencils? Well, boss. You said, <laughs> <laughs> why'd you heat up the pencil before stabbing him with it?
1: You said well, fill him up with hot lead. Angel is a Vietnam vet. He's been a soldier since Pearl Harbor, 30 years, and now he's on the free market and he is organizing this sting. That's not the right word at all. He's organizing this like massive hit. Or, do you recognize the mobster's face?
0: I do recognize him. I, I feel like he was in The Godfather. Wasn't he? At the uh, trial? No,
1: he wasn't, but you're right that he's that kind of guy. Yeah. This is Martin Balsam. He's playing Al Vascari. He was in 12 Angry Men, Psycho, uh, as the private detective. He was at Breakfast at Tiffany's as a Hollywood agent. Huh. Now, I loved him in the taking of Pelham 123 with Walter Matthau. He Did was. Did he work Mr. with Matthau from-
0: or was he in the subway?
1: Uh, no, he was in the subway. But in the end, when he sneezes.
0: Oh, that's oh, that guy. Of course, Carl. I remember that guy. I love him.
1: Um, he was in Murder in the Orient Express, All the President's Men, Dr. Kildare as a regular. And his lowest thing was he was on Archie Bunker's place.
0: Oh, oh I guess he sat in bar stool number two. Right, that kind yeah. of
1: thing. Or he was the that helper who's... No, no, that wasn't him.
0: No but he was the little girl that archie bunker took <laughs> care of
1: <laughs> oh jeez okay, yeah. little girl they found two people named wexton like in the in the police you know oh yeah
0: that- they they looked they're they're looking them up at the computer right now yeah the computer on <laughs> file
1: in these file cabinets so basically, they're chasing down the lead of this Wexton, which will end up being a red herring in the end. He's so. got
0: a desk like he shot a man two years ago and was kicked out of the forest. And now he's, he's in like, Los
1: Angeles now. He wasn't he he got re I don't know if it's true reassigned because I don't know that the police. I don't police think they do is that national, anymore. but. Hey, what's the scoop? Look at
0: that short sleeves and a tie and a hat. And he's in the Waltons. Carl, you gotta wear long sleeves if you're gonna wear a hat indoors with a tie.
1: Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, I, David Banner would always be wearing long sleeves, but then as the <laughs> Hulk, he'd have short sleeves. Yeah, short sleeves. Crazy. Okay, Banner, so, what
0: are you doing where? in this town? I just bought $300 pair of pants, purple pants, why? All right, go ahead, sorry, Carl.
1: I'm nothing, it's just the plot. Turn up the sound, because he's making funny stuff, he's telling. <laughs> He's saying if you have nice sharp clothes, they always come back in fashion. But then he says, if I'm taking you out, you're gonna wear a bazier. That's the part. If to take you to a public restaurant, you're gonna have to wear a That's all there is to it. Yeah, well, that's all there is to it. <laughs> uh and this is Jack Tripper. So they're on the they they found a, a list of saxophone players with certain names, and they're gonna find their sax player now.
0: He's still wearing the same uh, outfit.
1: Yes. He is. He is still wearing the same outfit.
0: Come and knock it down my door. Come
1: and knock it down my door. We've been waiting for. Uh, So now we see that he swings both ways. There's his, like, not boyfriend, but tonight's boyfriend.
0: They got to shame him.
1: So they're gonna take him downtown. Learn what he. Basically, they want to find out who hired them. To, you know, one guy stole the car. That was Jumper. He's given them the names. You know, this guy did the killing. So they're they're on the case, but they're they're with the little fish right now.
0: Gotcha. let oh, go. Escape He's keeping, it's gone. And Jack Cooper is
1: like halt.
0: All aim. Halt. will aim.
1: Halt oh, They're all aimed. <laughs>
0: Yeah, listen, wearing tidy whities and keeping them white, God bless you.
1: The thing is, it's so dumb to go up to a place that you don't know anything about, knock on the door with your guns out. You're not going to, you don't know what's in it. Why don't you watch the place for a couple days? That's a
0: good point. And it's a nice what, neighborhood.
1: Maybe you don't have time as a cop, but at least for a while, is anyone inside? What is his routine? When he leaves and goes to the grocery, that's when you pinch him, you know? Or you get a warrant or something. Or a Warrant. More notes. Warrant Oates. Warrant Oates. It was great in 92 in the shade.
0: He's great at everything. This oh, is so- that hippie cafe in LA from the early 70s.
1: Right. He is on the... He is going to try to find one of the Wexton's. And she's like she's not here today and and he starts to squeeze her like i could have the health inspector down here i could have the vice squad checking out you. So he goes all right fine here she is <laughs> she is at this retreat um it's called uh where is it ashram does that sound familiar ashram of the circulating light and basically we're going to get some hippie stuff is essentially
0: but this what? is war this is war weary hippies though. This isn't like smiley sixty seven hippies. These are like the war has been going on for too long, hippies.
1: Yeah, you're right about that. I mean, this is nineteen seventy three and it was shot in May of let me see here. It was shot in like one month. Wow. Well, they had a million three to make this film. It was not a not a. you know, there weren't slouches. Girl,
0: I'm gonna raise the volume. I'm gonna hear these hippies. Okay. Disaster. i would like to bring up your next act
1: carl this is about why you should be a vegetarian
0: oh right because if you're eating a hamburger you're basically eating a camel his friend uh any questions oh yes from the camel uh yeah it is it is wednesday why you ask <laughs> it's hump
1: day i get it i, I get, get it, it.
0: I love that commercial, that Geico commercial, because uh, at one point the camel says, Mike, Mike, and I got that a lot, you know, happy hump day.
1: So, the time to turn, that was a good time to turn up the sound, but in this one, the Wexton girl is like, actually proposes him, he goes, you got the time, you want a ball, I never made it with the cop.
0: I like how he walks out there and then shows a badge as if she didn't know he was a cop.
1: Yeah, look at him. Yeah. And a lot of this film, he'll wear the gumshoe trench coat and hat.
0: Very old-fashioned. So.
1: We've seen a lot of hippies on your show on screen.
0: I love watching hippies. on. This. Yeah. I never get tired of that. Me too. We watched a bunch of documentaries too, like Revolution sixty eight where they showed the free store in the upper hate. And then Yeah.
1: Not it was a documentary, but
0: they were hanging out on uh not in the upper hate, there's like a little park, like it used to be across from the old Christian science monitor. And they're all hanging out there, like it's just funny. Like But yeah. I these are
1: talking about going into the clinic for help. You're like, yeah, my foot hurts. Your foot hurts. Did you want any? Uh,
0: yeah. Right. So during body? the 90s, I bought like these boots and I thought I was like king shit. And I was crossing Market Street in San Francisco and my boot got st- the heel got stuck in the cable car uh, rail mm. right in the middle of Market Street because and- I was crossing the middle of it. And I couldn't get my foot out. Wow. And, you know, the cable car was coming and uh, whatever. Really? Well, I mean, yeah, it was. They they were always around, you know, like the, the F line or what have you. So I was, like, trying to pull my... Peril!
1: Uh... Peril!
0: Yeah, so I, I pulled my boot out, and I really sprained my... I must have pulled something in my leg, because I was limping a bunch. And yeah. I was living in the Upper Haight, where they have the Haight-Ashbury Free Clinic.
1: Yeah, why not? Said, right here.
0: Yeah, I said, I, I would like some free um, medical help. My foot is hurting. They go... Do you have syphilis?
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Do yeah. you want some penicillin?
0: Yeah. Do you need a condom? They,
1: they knew their they... clientele, and it wasn't sore feet. Right. So basically, it's a meeting of the families. Are you sure you can get them all in the same room at the same time? You know, it's just more like there's a plot going on, and we know what it is. One time... You know he's keeping it to himself and everything so one time one of the guys is like when do you want this all done he goes april 10th as if it wasn't yeah. the-
0: <laughs> let me check my calendar
1: okay so this guy this is our bad co- uh commissioner guy who's always wrong and he goes one of the wexton guys is a black panther the fbi thinks he's got to be our killer <laughs> And he goes, well, can I wait till Tory gets back? And the commissioner goes, no! No, we're going to chase chase this black guy.
0: We're going to chase the Black Panther.
1: So that's what we're seeing here. We're seeing, like, you can't arrest our Black Panther. Right, he's
0: the the wrong Wexton.
1: Well, yeah, in the end, there is no Wexton. It's the name of a hotel.
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We got to find this Marriott.
1: So they the walton's guy thought it was a big a good idea to show up with like eight squad cars and raid the neighborhood. You know. right and so that will really piss off chuck he could have just gone in there and picked him up but no he had to make a big deal and have a lot of people it's, get hurt
0: listen chuck knows the right way you go in there you tell him you're a cop and then you shoot him
1: <laughs> so now he's gonna go why walton's father why you idiot <laughs> and then good night john boy uh, and then Mr. Roper's going to be like, hey, calm down. I'll defend you, but I have to pretend like I don't like it.
0: We need to have a meeting of the four families. Don't you mean the five families? Well, two are blended.
1: Oh, because they married? Yeah, and-
0: they got married and they're now one.
1: Now, the guy who's Jumper, who played the detective on uh, the the reporter on the Hulk, this guy was in a comedy act in the 60s called colvin and wilder did you ever hear of them
0: i am going to youtube colvin and wilder after our they show. they were
1: very successful ed sullivan dean martin show tonight show and they had this farewell appearance at carnegie hall in new york Um, wow. they were all over the stage in the united states and lots of television they were a big deal colvin and wilder and we never heard of them I'm going to check
0: them out now. You know, we I have a lot in common with them because my farewell show is at Carnegie Hall as well.
1: Uh-huh, really? How, right. you, how do you even get to Carnegie Hall? Uh. Say it!
0: Practice, practice, practice. Practice. <laughs> practice,
1: practice, practice. Okay. Now they find a photo of the sax player, which connects the two. So he goes, and and John Ritter missed it. He goes, you couldn't catch a cold. You couldn't catch your breath. He's, like, really insulting John Ritter. And he goes, call in and get a replacement because you're coming with me. So Chuck has now made Jack Ritter, uh, John Ritter, a, like, plainclothes detective kind of guy.
0: Right. Oh, the old pawn uh, shop. Not
1: here in this scene. He, well, they're looking for the sax player who buys lots and lots of records. So they're going right. around. Now, this woman will tell them everything. Well, she probably hates down. every
0: customer she has. Do you know of an annoying uh, record customer, record store customer? <laughs> oh, you want to arrest him? His name is Tony. <laughs> he lives
1: turn, out it, the street. turn it up. She just absolutely gives all the information
2: God,
1: yeah,
0: lying, Case closed.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> now Ritter is real nervous about uh the people throwing rocks at the gate. Right.
0: Because like, yes, just like ten minutes ago the cops came into the neighborhood and just yanked this guy out.
1: Right. So now he goes to one of the Black Panther guys who is sort of like an informant. And the Black Panther guy is like, You get wexton back and i'll help you and he's like well i don't know if i had that kind of power so he gives him he tells him where um you know he tells him i'm looking for the sax player al langley and uh i don't know they're just sort of making a deal that chuck really can't deliver okay like you get wexton out and i'll get you langley that's the deal
0: gotcha Ooh, 7-Up commercial uh, poster. Oh, it's
1: the Uncola. Remember that? I forgot all about that.
0: Well, because, you know, there's cola, and it's just not what you want.
1: Right. It's colored dark. uh, Yeah, it has
0: caffeine.
1: Well, 7-Up had caffeine.
0: 7-Up never had caffeine. Cola indicates caffeine. You have to call your soft drink a cola. I guess. Here
1: we are in New York, and he's like talking to the police chief of new york he goes you know we don't like to get involved in family business he goes hey this is gonna spill over it's gonna be your business soon enough basically it's like a corruption at the highest level right and this is when he goes oh when do you want this killing done he goes i don't know uh, april 10 (laughs) april 10th again yeah turn it up let's hear it because he does it pretty well he's so casual (laughs) <laughs> just some hmm. random date
0: uh, but that's a Saturday boss uh, April 12 so close to tax day okay April 8 oh that's wait 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 I gotta pick up my son at uh, his soccer practice can we make it uh, April 10th around 2 p.m.
1: Now we talked about Norman Fell as Mr. Roper. You said Ocean's Eleven. We said The Graduate and Bullet. He was also in It's a Mad, Mad World. Yeah, that's right. He was Sergeant Towser in Catch 22, which I never saw. I saw 20 minutes of that movie. Oh, you should definitely see Catch 22. You read the book, though. There's a book? Okay, (laughs) never mind the movie. You should see the movie, but definitely read Catch-22. It's out there for free nowadays. You could just go on the internet and it's their PDF. But,
0: but you know, yeah, unless you have it, but you need to have internet. You see, there's a – what's what's the phrase I'm looking for?
1: A Catch-22. A Catch-22. So you've used that term in your regular life without knowing where it came from.
0: I know it came from a book, and I know it's a World War II Army term for – some paradoxical, circular you, right. logic bullshit.
1: Well, you see, you 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 can't you you can't not fly the missions unless you're crazy, right? But you, you what was the catch twenty two? You are if you fly the missions, you're probably going to die. So that is crazy. I don't know. It was something in which you couldn't get out of service for flying the planes because just come from flying the planes, you can do it. I don't know. You have to read the uh, book. It's been a the... long time.
0: Is it in comic book form? No,
1: I don't know. Maybe, maybe. maybe. Okay, so now he goes to Norman Fell and says, you got to release Wexton. And he goes, why? And he goes, well, you know, you really. Should. And he goes, oh, I'm not releasing Wexton. He had a shotgun in his. Op-. He goes, your uncle has a shotgun, doesn't he? And there's seven billion between here and Miami in the Florida Keys. So he goes. Alright, I'll release him. He just owns Mr. Roper. Right. He just owns Mr. Roper. So he goes to his Black Panther friend and says, Alright, I got him out. And so he tells him he's making a recording session at this bar. Oh, so is now he performing? Right? I want to hear. No, it's Dixieland. It's not worth hearing. Oh, there's <laughs> lipstick. <laughs> Now you see how he's on the trombone here, not the sax.
0: Right. More like tromboner. You see that guy he was with.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now he's he sees Chuck.
0: Right. Oh, the guy that came. Run in.
1: away! Look, he's gonna pretend, and boom! <laughs> like when the, the
0: typical jazz performers.
1: It may There's Jack Tripper getting his ass kicked.
0: It wasn't funny.
1: Now we see Gone in 60 Seconds for a minute.
0: All right, good. Car chase. Yep. That was a great movie, mm-hmm. Gone in 60 Seconds.
1: Yeah, that was a great film. The Junk Man was as exciting, even though it wasn't as good. It was good. It was good. And then Grand, grand Theft Auto.
0: Deadline.
1: But Deadline Auto Theft was a ripoff. Uh And I'm just sitting there going, please don't ask for Death Watch 2. Please don't ask for Death Watch 2. And luckily, I got out of the podcast without you making us watch Death Watch 2.
0: You you mean Gone with 60 Seconds 2?
1: I'm so stupid. It could be marijuana. I think that I was sitting there going, please don't make us watch Gone 60 Seconds
0: seconds 2. I I want to do Gone with 60 Seconds 2 when we do a live show. If we do a a one-hour live show, we'll do that.
1: Good idea. So here we have gone in 60 seconds, cracking yeah. If there's a fruit stand in a movie, it's getting knocked over.
0: Right, oh yeah, they have Bronson alerts. You know how you get an Amber alert on your phone? <laughs> like fruit stands, they have like a notification app where they'll right. say, Bronson's driving this way.
1: <laughs> if you if you get a Bronson alert, you immediately exit the flea market.
0: Ooh, once I got a Candy Levy reported, I'm like, uh-oh, Armed and Dangerous guys are coming. John Candy and Eugene Levy are driving a car this way.
1: Look so we're really going to get the jumps and look, he's ridiculous yeah. that you would crash through a warehouse.
0: You would to- need a responsible film director to make sure the safety of everybody. Under look
1: me. how they've been hit. Yeah. Now watch. He, he see that. Yeah. It's unrealistic. And he will kill this guy by smashing him into a win- uh, into a storefront. Look at that.
0: So much destruction. It's a great, i had to destroy your shit this guy was getting away from me
1: yeah in real life you just wouldn't crash your through the wall for oh! what
0: he's chasing the guy he might lose him he's that's why I smashed through your
1: he's jazz it's just it's... oh
0: nothing's at the drive-in
1: yeah the drive-in's not open today mm-hmm. ow you see how it uh, hit the
0: yeah this is pretty right this is like back. french connection did you know in French Connection when they're doing the car chases and he keeps smashing the parked cars, that wasn't intentional?
1: No, I didn't know that. Wow. Now, this is where he got You see how he's drawing, driving the wrong way.
0: Look. They're look. not in England?
1: Go under. Go under.
0: Nice. Run. Lipstick, run.
1: Skedaddle. Skedaddle.
0: Wow, oh, that's pretty not nuts.
1: Time for your bike.
0: Bye. Yeah. See, if he was Dom from Fast and the Furious... Oh, he shot right at me. Right. He would just get up. Ooh, I need a, two Band-Aids. Chuck needs two Band-Aids.
1: Now turn it up, because he's like... You smash through... Yeah. Yeah, that's what I wanted you to hear. He goes... Yeah, this was no, this was an accident. He goes, yeah, sure. And he goes, well, what would you call it? Witnesses says you used a car on him.
0: Uh, Oh, there's Saturn.
1: Now he's having his like moment of conscience. Like, you know, is this worth it? What have I done? Yeah. You know, and this guy was a lead and we took him away. You know. So he's seeing his own mirror and he's getting.
0: Getting all flashbacky. He was getting a nom flashback. He wasn't even serving a nom.
1: Right. Now we're getting uh the autopsy forensic stuff. He bought a bus ticket in this town and he had desert Mojave Desert Sand in his shoes.
0: Why would a coroner know that?
1: Well, it's uh how would he know it's Mojave Desert Sand?
0: I guess I as a medical examiner you need to know what kind of sands in people's shoes.
1: Now throughout the whole film the Walton's father has been the dummy, the jerk, the idiot, and that will be borne out again in this scene in which his cigarette smoking or whatever he's doing will cause a fire.
0: In the uh, police office?
1: Yeah, in the garbage can, which he just can't seem to be smart enough to put out. So Chuck will put it out.
0: Now, wasn't the father in, on the Waltons named John Mann?
1: John Boy, John Mann, yeah. John Boy yeah. was John Boy Jr., <laughs> Hey, John, man. What are you going to name your kid? His name is Ralph Waite. He was in Cool Hand Luke. He was in Five Easy Pieces. That's a pretty good Jack Nicholson film.
0: Did You you just saw John Boy in Ozark. Remember that? Right. That's
1: right. He was the father.
0: Yeah. Uh-oh.
1: Uh-oh.
0: Burning down ass.
1: But he'll be so incompetent, he can't put out his own fire.
0: He's reminds me of this movie
1: they're talking it through right now you know that you know the black panther said that they were going to meet in the desert uh you know it's everything's pointing to the desert so now of course walton's dad is like the desert is this freaking big how are you going to find out so he'll get his own helicopter is that realistic
0: no i'll give you the short answer uh Hey, there's a garbage fire right here. Oh, hey, yeah. Speaking of which, what's up with the Trump administration? Am I right? I don't get it. Oh, it's a garbage fire. You never hear that expression? Oh. Like dumpster fire? Yes. I hate yes, that I expression. have. Dumpster fires are good. It cleans out the dumpster. You don't have to, like, lift it and throw it away. It just turns to ash.
1: Well, people argue that forest fires are good because, okay, this Down is in this Angel, maybe you see his Angel now. I don't think you know Angel. Uh, on the Rockford Files, Angel was always like the weak, alcoholic. They would strong arm him. I he was like Huggy him. Bear to Starsky and Hutch. And he Rockford would get information. What have you heard on the street? And um, he was one of the best characters in that show. They did a mock-up of this elevator where they're going to do the killing, which is totally over the top and ridiculous. You built your own elevator!
0: You know, Does not make sense?
1: Yeah, and it's all to time.
0: Hey, did he get the hippies to build it? What? Yeah, you have a whole you have a whole commune of hippies, like they can just give him a hammer and like, no, some
1: no, no, no. This is the Mojave Desert near L.A. That was just a uh, that was by San Francisco area Bay Area, sure, right? It's not the same place. Anyway, he gets his permission for a helicopter, and he goes if if tory's wrong it's your ass too okay now we're here we don't learn it yet but we're here at the wexton hotel and this is where like the mob owns the hotel and there's going to be some sort of birthday party or whatever and the place is going to get busted well I'm, i'm jumping way ahead now we find out Angel's backstory: how he was uh, a soldier. What are you in this for? It's my job, sir. Go ahead, and listen to him brag All about right. himself. Ever mm-hmm. Korea, Nam, I just put
0: myself on the
1: open market like Tristan. That's
0: it. Oh, the open market.
1: Yeah, he's a freelancer now. He doesn't work for the government. He's still a he's soldier,
0: He's a, a he's pirate. a pre-berry. He's like a protoberry.
1: What does that mean?
0: There's a TV show called Barry where he's a, he's a vet who suits. he's like, he's an assassin after he he came back. He came back fucked up is basically the. Gotcha. But he's, he's not really a good person anyway.
1: Charles Bronson shared a New York city apartment with Jack Klugman while they were both trying to be on Broadway.
0: Oh, Klugman on Broadway (laughs) music to my ears.
1: Okay, Here's their big chopper. And Mike, I know you not, know a lot about um, chopper. Well, I, grew,
0: I actually was born in a chopper. I grew up in a chopper,
1: so uh huh.
0: Yeah, I'm a chapolino. So this is a
1: 1961 Bell 47J2 Ranger. Of course, I didn't need to tell you that. Yeah, I mean, where the fuck did you get this information? Well, just look at it. Look at it. All <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> That's registration and 73202 and serial number 1850. You can see. Now um in nineteen eighty-eight it was sold to a party in Australia, registered there, and was still registered as of twenty seventeen. So this chopper lived into our times.
0: I went on the tour, the Stone Killer tour on it.
1: Yeah. I don't have any post pandemic.
0: Oh, you think you think they went out of business during the pandemic? Well, uh,
1: you can't fly if there's no, you know. <laughs> it's a small enclosed space, you know. <laughs> now jumper's been gotten out on bail and he's been right. given instructions to take this bus and go pick up this car and get to the wexton hotel that kind of stuff the Weston hotel told. well they didn't say yet the Weston. he jumper will actually tell that as he's dying he'll say wexton hotel and then chuck will go oh uh, he's arrested King? the wrong black man yeah we arrested a black panther for no reason I got propositioned by a hippie chick for no reason.
0: Right. I could have gone all the way with a hippie chick.
1: He goes, Uh, another time, another cop.
0: Next stop, bumfuck.
1: Bumfuck, next stop. So somehow, okay, he's following Lipper. Now, why is he, he, a second ago, he was in the air in a chopper. Now he's on the ground following Lipper. In truck. In Jumper, following Jumper. And then in next scene, he'll be up in the chopper again. It doesn't make any sense. Nice.
0: Now, the director and the star worked together almost immediately, right? Like, I don't know if they made a film beforehand, but Death no, no. Wish was their
1: next film. Right. No, this is in, okay. This film here is the third of six films they did together. Before wow. this film, they made Chateau's Land and nice. The Mechanic.
0: I love the mechanics. Yeah. Oh, what a great movie that is.
1: Afterwards, they made Death Wish 1, 2, and 3.
0: Right. Oh, he didn't do 4, huh? The Crackdown?
1: I don't... I guess, no. 3 is pretty
0: I... bad. 3 is pretty bad with Alex Winter from Bill & Ted.
1: I missed the Death... Oh, yeah? That's yeah. cool. He's, I he's like, like a bad death guy. I missed the Death Wish series. Should I see it?
0: You know not as a movie experience like as movies they don't really hold up but as cultural like
1: yeah just to yeah
0: you know eli roth the director made a a recent reboot i guess with bruce willis bruce by the way is in the entire movie yeah it's not a movie man that's like it was an advertisement for sway and the man cow like they kept cutting to these like you know, uh, uh, satellite radios things, or I guess mancow is local, but it'll be like, Hey, have you guys heard about this? Uh, white guy hood killer. He looks like Bruce Willis. He wears a hood.
1: He walks around shooting people. He's got no hair, got no hair. He's being exploited. So how could he have been in a chopper seen jumper landed, got himself some sort of pickup, which he's now right. abandoning in the middle of the desert. doesn't make sense you see how they're not wearing masks this chopper is pre-pandemic
0: <laughs> he keeps saying that so death wish one one of the bad guys was uh jeff goldblum uh-huh and then uh yeah alex winter was another bad guy in three they uh you know the famous scene and they do it in the bruce willis the bruce willis movie i, I just feel like it wasn't a movie it was just they kept cutting to like sway you uh-huh. remember mtv vj sway he has like a, a satellite radio show. So gotcha. it's him. And it's like, you know, his cohorts. And they're like, hey, have you guys hear about this? Vigil- Let's take a call. Call her. You're on the air. Oh, I think the vigilante is doing a great job. He's shooting all the bad guys. <laughs> oh, all right. Thanks. But what do you think about that? So it was more like an advertisement. It, it wasn't really a movie. And, you know, in light of uh, Bruce Willis's health, maybe that's probably the best. That's probably the last real Bruce Willis movie. In which he awesome. had a, yeah. used in the entire film.
1: Now, Alex Winter, isn't he from Montclair where we grew up?
0: Oh, gosh I don't know
1: I I, I think I think I heard that yeah like that yeah and um
0: he he made a really good documentary on Zappa it's on Hulu if you're a Frank Zappa fan which I'm not
1: right.
0: yeah I would check it out I I enjoyed it you know I actually learned a lot about Frank Zappa on that
1: you know I am not a Frank Zappa fan but he's so interesting you still wanna yeah you want to check out documentaries and yeah. stuff. and well, remember, I did whoa
0: whoa oh he's okay it landed on yeah. top
1: what happened is Jumper was going to meet them and then they started shooting at him with the shotgun. He's like, they double crossed me. They just want him dead because he has information. And right. he will lead them to the hotel. Chopper. Chopper. One of them's dead. Bronson's killed someone. Ten
0: ten wins Chopper news and gun shooting. Hands goes- up.
1: What a yeah, badass, what-
0: man weather and traffic uh, every 11 minutes w- weather traffic is shooting from a helicopter every 11 minutes I'm on the news copter that
1: we saw in gone in 60 seconds too right
0: yeah right it would be great if like they pull out a gun
1: now he spills his guts right okay. He's he doesn't gonna say I oh, love my mom
2: birthday
0: party at a hotel
1: we missed his reaction when he said weston hotel
0: oh yeah that's what i was looking for
1: now did you see how we had a close-up on the mirror this director would do stuff like that all the time
0: he didn't direct shaft in africa right that was a different no
1: Uh, he did um, Hannibal Brooks. It's a World War II comedy that people know. Um, he did The Sentinel. It's a horror film that was a big deal. He did The Big Sleep in 78.
0: Oh, and the he remake. he did
1: Wanton, The Dog Who Saved Hollywood.
0: Which I've been looking at YouTube every week. It's never going to be a free copy on there.
1: I went to put it in my DVD queue, and Netflix was like, what are you talking about?
0: Yeah, this doesn't exist.
1: Wonton?
0: I saw that movie three in the morning on a a UHF station in the Bay Area, Mm -hmm. uh, 90-something, and I, to this day, I rue that I went to sleep after 20
1: minutes. (laughs) I watched the
0: opening credits, which is kind of like a love boat credit. It has, like, a lot of Hollywood legends in it. So the opening yeah, credits has I really like,
1: wish we could see it but either on my Netflix queue or. In, okay, so now the cops will raid the mob hotel. And you get the impression like our film will end now, but it won't. Oh. You think, we're going to
0: go into act three and then have an intermission.
1: You think that the birthday party is going to happen here and this is where they'll do the hit. Right. But that won't be what happens. Got the blazing. Now, of course, once again, everyone's going to be like, "You have the place surrounded," and then uh, Bronson will just walk his ass right in there, like always.
0: Right. Oh, at least the stuntman fell this time. Hello, room service.
1: Not now, sir. we not now, sir. We're, now, sir. we're, we're being we're under siege. Busy. Ducking bullets. Now, once again, Walton's dad will do a crappy thing. He'll, by the way, John Ritter and, and this guy will be on the Waltons on an episode together. Is that interesting? So that is interesting. Chuck Bronson will go cover me and Jack, Jack Tripper and, you know, John Ritter and, uh, Walton's dad will be covering them. And then the Walton's dad will go, you cover him. I'm going in here and that'll lead to a death and. Once again, this guy is the schtunad of the entire film. People are coming out, but it's not enough for Bronson. He's going in. Pow, pow.
0: Whoop. Guy was sleeping on the roof. So this now is this not the is final a- shootout?
1: One- This is not, yeah, you think it is, but it's not. This is an interesting place. It's called the, it's called Antelope Valley Indian Museum State Historical Park. Wow. And there's lots, it's the old Wexton Indian house. And there's lots of, you know, memorabilia and, you know, original artifacts and stuff.
0: Autograph posters. No.
1: So it's Wexton Indians? Uh, well, first of all, they're Native Americans, Mike. Okay, Shame right. on you. Yeah, same you on me. are canceled. Okay. Um,
0: hey, if, if I said something that may offend somebody, well, then I'm going to, ha- I would, of course, apologize.
1: Yes. And if I said something that offended anybody, fuck you. Okay, yeah, man. So, <laughs> that's Jersey for you. Um, uh, Wexton was the name of a, a, a you know, a, 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 a conqueror. Uh, and they called it Indian House, which is very insulting. But anyway, um, I, I don't know what the Indian. We're in California, whatever native tribes were out there.
0: Right, I got gotcha. you. Cops, cops and robbers and Indians, cowboys.
1: Cowboys, and yeah, so they are going to now. Um, Okay, they hear a guy on the phone. He's like, operator, person to person, call it with New York, and they're overhearing all that. So they trace the number, and they find out. (laughs) So basically, it's tied to a New York mob thing is what they're going to learn. And, well, I'm jumping ahead way too much.
0: Well, no, you don't have to.
1: Now a the, cop's been shot because of Walton Ritter got shot. Because I was gonna say Walton. it's not
0: Ritter, is it? Yeah, it's Ritter.
1: Hey, don't worry, he won't really die until two thousand three.
0: Oh, on September eleventh.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, I right know. That's the
1: events of September eleventh when John Ritter got killed. Oh, you don't mean the terrorist? No, Jack Tripper is no longer on this earth. Bronson would die in two thousand three, just months apart from Ritter. Now watch this; he's gonna jump up on that desk. It's really badass.
0: Okay, I'm ready. Desk. Yeah, all right. And I hop this. like a cat.
1: Pow! Now that's no stunt man. He no, just that's, left that's, his ass like a kitty cat.
0: That's how Bronson. Now, wasn't he in like a uh, Thirty Dozen or uh, Magnificent Seven or some shit like that? Like he he. Uh,
1: yes, he was. Yeah. Um, let me. Uh, oh. Where
0: is it? oh, the Great Escape. Was he in also? I think i saw him in that
1: you know what i don't have a listing yeah. of all of his films because he's so well known i have stuff like he was jack Klugman's roommate you know
0: right well because he there's, uh, there's different versions of him like we know different generations know him and generations have no idea who he is you know but they know look, different things
1: norman fell will go get a beer out of the mobsters fridge
0: uh-huh a little pull cap
1: so basically, he's going to talk Norman Fell into sending him to New York because we're, you know, we now know there's going to be some big mob hit and we got to get boots on the ground and figure it out.
0: Don't you remember the time we were in a kitchen and it was a dead body and you cracked open a beer? We yeah, I remember
1: be- that. Yeah. He's saying, I'm 50. I've got bad digestion. I can't sleep nights. And he goes, and I want to go to New York. He goes, fine, go to New York.
0: (laughs) Carl, that sounds like me and you. I have the same problems. And you're like, whatever, can I go to New York?
1: Fine. Fine. You cave, cave. You do the sound. Fine.
0: Fine. Wow, what a dump. At At least call it
1: a fine so that it's like okay with you. Fine, I'll pay it. (laughs) Oh, the fine? okay so now jb shows up once again finally with his information right. yeah, I got information for you in these mean streets the blah, blah blah and the guy goes enough with the poetry spill your guts and we'll find out that there's a big there's going to be big changes there's a big so basically it'll be like well what mobsters are in new york who've flown in and they, they follow them, and they get to the location where it's all going to go down. Here, listen to his voice again.
0: Sure, of course. Um, Armitage went because he had
2: something big in his bag. Very big in his bag. And a snow by I know, real I coaxing it, but he got way up last night and let it go that there's a billion changes coming. This kid had the same friend that Armitage had
1: that's enough I just wanted you to hear his voice
0: sure no it makes me nostalgic you know I all I, all he's missing is Simon and Theodore
1: I don't get it I don't Alvin get and
0: it. the chipmunks
1: oh right there's been so much today you've said and I'm like I don't get it and then you no, say, well, need- this is why and I go oh I get it
0: I need to be I should have done a better clearer joke
1: you should clear your jokes with me
0: take <laughs> it with legal I love so, how they
1: dress. That's essentially what's gonna happen. They're kinda they're gonna tail some important mob guys. Okay, now now we're gonna hear, like he hears about what happened at the Wexton. And one of the guys is like, we gotta call it off. We're finished. We're through. They know everything. And he's like, We can't call it off. I'm gonna tell the mob boss, never mind your birthday. We were gonna kill you, <laughs> but it all got messed up. No, he's coming. They're all coming.
0: This is the worst mob birthday ever. <laughs> well, yeah, you it's got...
1: also, it's your birthday and it's your death day. Bam! We got your bag full of lead. Here, turn turn it up. Let's hear it. Oh.
0: Not, they bust us champions dead.
1: Yeah. I have waited forty-two. For, to...
0: for oh,
2: April tenth. Eh, yeah, April tenth. The fallen in Chicago. Tell him that his group on its way the others in Miami and New Orleans, they must be reassured also.
1: How we can stop it. How oh. can we stop, stop it? But I tell Mossman we were planning to kill him and his council, only something went wrong. <laughs> I'm expecting to kiss you for honesty. i going to find out a couple of days anyway. Come on, we will have to come back. Uh, that, that's that's <sighs> all I want to do. Okay, now finally they're going to figure it out. They're looking back in history. And so they're they're on the computer.
0: They're, well, they're on the...
1: Have, um, they won't have computer, of course, you're right. They will have. Um, uh, do you remember you would put fiche, microfiche?
0: Microfiche, yeah, 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 yeah. But this, you know, this is so old timey. It's just fiche. They didn't have the technology to shrink it down.
1: He's like, go get the microfiche. It's
0: 1973. All we have is macrofiche. Okay,
1: <laughs> macro.
0: Yeah, you know it's interesting i've been watching a lot of uh stuff from the last couple of years and they try to mime the style of these movies you know like you would go mm-hmm. into microfiche or you would turn on the television and they'll be in the middle of the local news but now like you watch a tv show and it's like people turn on the local news and they're like Oh, reporting now i'm like who has television like that right, who turns on the news that? when they get home? right and then they'll do the microfiche oh they're on the internet and when they look at old newspaper printing is exactly like microfiche right they're not going to a website they have archive just like that on on the yeah, computer
1: weird look at this he goes uh they're gonna come across the headline and then chuck's gonna freak out wait a minute here we go that's it he's gonna wake up the holy oh, shit yeah. Friday, April 10th, which is you know 43 years rolled around, and it's a Friday again, and it's the guy's birthday. All the stars have aligned. Interesting, no, so it wasn't a random date after all. No, not at all. That's oh, yeah, you were fooled by the,
0: yeah, I, I, the acting was so
1: April 10, I guess.
0: Yeah, all right, that's good. Cut and cut.
1: So now they know what's up. They're going to put a tail on the mob guys. They're all going to end up in this one building. And he's going to stop the murders.
0: Hey, the Hunter was a good movie.
1: But he's not going to stop the murders. Night of the Hunter. Refresh my memory.
0: That we just talked about. it. That's the James Brolin, the wrong daughter gets kidnapped.
1: That was not. No, no, that isn't Night of the Hunter.
0: Juggler. Night of the Juggler. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Ben hunter the is game. a different movie.
1: Yes, they they juggle in the books. Well, I'm gonna do my own juggling. I'm gonna keep her. I'm gonna. That was a. Ah, good, a it film. wasn't a good film, but for your show, that was a good film to.
0: It was. It was exciting. I mean, this film, like, it's fun to see 70s New York, Los Angeles, California. Yeah. But it, uh, Juggler had a little more snap to it. Like, it really yeah. kind of you really felt the energy of the city.
1: Right. It was nitty gritty. And they were yeah. like in Harlem when Harlem was an impoverished place. And he's like, you oh, they'll you go to Times down. Square.
0: And he's like yelling at yep. the the, call, the ladies in the booth.
1: Was a real porn star was in that film. OK, we got him. They're all going to such and such ho- uh, a part a building. Everybody, here's your gun. Here's your gun. Where's yeah. John Ritter? Oh, he got shot.
0: Oh, okay. You take his gun.
1: So they're all going to raid this place where all the mob guys are, and this will be a scene in the parking garage where someone really will get hurt.
0: Okay. Oh, uh, I look forward to that. You uh... know, the
1: head of the stunt—he's like the, the head stuntman who gets hurt. His sne- seat belt snaps, and nice. um, yeah. Let's see here, location. You know, in
0: Montclair High School, we had a tech AV teacher, uh, Jay Curtis, I'll give a shout out.
1: Oh, I know that name. I remember him. He
0: had a show in San Diego in 1980 called Disaster Peace Theater, which went Uh against Saturday Night Live, and they actually got better ratings. And it was like a mystery science thing. He would do something like, I quit, boss, you're a blockhead. And they would cut to Jay sitting at a a desk with a block on his head, going, whoa, whoa,
1: (laughs) whoa, (laughs) whoa. So here we have the famous elevator that they recreated and timed it yes. perfectly so they can go up underneath the mob guys undetected.
0: I hope this works. They've spent so much money getting ready for it. Doot, 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 doot. doot. the Great Escape theme song.
1: Isn't it interesting that all the guns in this film that the mobsters have are Smith & Wesson model 76 9mm? That interesting.
0: I, I was. I. I didn't think it was interesting, so I wasn't
1: going to bring it up. Okay. Uh, is this interesting? In his autobiography, "Winner Takes All," that's the director. Oh dear lord! Right. He explained that Charles Bronson would forget his reading glasses at the set, and when they would go to lunch on this film, he'd have to he'd have to read the menu to Bronson.
0: <laughs> oh, I got to read the rest of this book.
1: <laughs> loser takes all.
0: I'll take the chicken, Michael. Oh, that'll be the title of my of my title.
1: That's the next title. Uh, look, head mobster's like, why the fuck are the cops all heading? So he says to his family, you know what? I'm not in the mood to go up there. Let's leave. Good, smart. Be okay, sure, honey? The they ice are cake? under the elevator, and when it gets there, they're going to come out on that floor, open the door, and do their deed.
0: I hope so. They planned for this.
1: They sure as shit did. Why isn't this accident just jumping out at me? Of course, I'm just... Here it is. During the shootout in the parking garage at the climax, the stunt coordinator, Alan Gibbs, seatbelt snapped. His head struck the steering wheel, causing him to sustain serious injuries in one of the numerous car crashes that take place. Yikes. Whoa! Bam! Nice. Okay, here are the mob guys all in one place. And this is the national syndicate. Now, look, they all get killed. Yeah. Charles Bronson did not prevent it at all. Whoa.
0: Oh no! Whoa. He's by the window. You dumbass! Oh, don't
1: look because it's really graphic. Don't look. Don't. I'm look. watching.
0: I'm watching. I want to see him fall. Holy shit! Michael yeah. Winter.
1: Now you know it's a movie, and you know it's a d- dummy, right? But is still, it? Because
0: he was—wasn't he, was, he flailing his arms?
1: Well, you suspend disbelief, so you believe it's a body, and then it hits. It's
0: right. Terrible. They couldn't afford like one of those inflatable. Uh, look, they're
1: cushions. getting away. But who's coming?
0: Oh, the cops.
1: Right do the Park.
0: They don't skip the underground uh, parking. They they go down the wrong ramp, and they they go like, what do you mean it's LLC? I don't even know what that means.
1: <laughs> Lower level. Lower quarter.
0: level. Limited quarter.
1: Okay, so now we're going to have a big.
0: Uh, well, Carl, I know, wanted to mention one thing that Jay taught us in class at, in Montclair High School. Right. Was that it's really cheap to shoot in a parking lot, and that's the reason why you have a lot of shootouts in a parking lot. Oh, so you have a self-contained environment. Watch
1: this! Watch this! I'm watching. He rash. Not yet, but wee wee Look at the carbon monoxide around this. Yeah. I mean, look at it cover Ah, watch out! The Oof. director told me to do it. Now I don't know which shot and which the guy gets hurt, but he really does.
0: And they kept it in the film, you think?
1: Yeah. He's the stunt coordinator. He gets to, maybe it was Michael Winner who did. I don't know. But but he got hurt. His, his seatbelt snapped. Right. Ouch.
0: At least he wore seatbelts in 73.
1: Yeah. It's probably just a lap belt. Right. Right. Look out. Look out. Charles Bronson is chasing the guy. Up.
0: Up. Got to get to the validation ticket machine.
1: You would think he'd take off his blazer. It's probably pretty hot. Oh, no. Look how fast he's running. He's blazing. Yeah, he's blazing in this blazer. Yeah, you're right. He needed the blazer to blaze. Look out! Look out! Oh, going now, down. We're going to see it again. If you're... He's going to... We're going to see it.
0: Ooh, bang, bang. Ow! Ow.
1: Oh, if you need police, dial 440.
0: <laughs> I'm on it. What what other film have you seen where someone falls and you see them landing the ground? Usually there's like, you know, a stunt cushion or whatever the term is and they don't show it.
1: Well, the dummies don't need that. Yeah, bam, 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 bam. Cute. Crash. Now here's Angel. And Angel will be the only one who's, like, not going to get killed.
0: I forgot my reading glasses. <laughs> Tell me what's on the menu. Could
1: you read the menu to me?
0: <laughs> read it slowly.
1: You read like a winner,
0: <laughs> Michael. Pug takes all.
1: Now, think about how much smoke. It's in a enclosed space. There's no ventilation.
0: Oh, absolutely, man.
1: The sprinklers go on. Now Angel, who's like, I'm a tough soldier, will be like,
0: I, I I,
1: give up. Don't you?
0: Oh, he becomes wimpy again.
1: Look, He comes out. He's the only bad guy. Look at all those cops.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah, I got to quit. Oh, is my car here? <laughs> okay. I remember parking in D.
1: Well, why are you wearing that white jumpsuit? You're so obvious.
0: Boy, this is, you know, they planned it ahead. They went to the store and got it, and they built a model.
1: Okay, so now we get the end of our film when he's going to lament the fact that all his hard work and the mobster won. He killed all those guys. He became head of the syndicate. He's going to church to do a confession. I didn't win. Everything sucks with this shitty world, and this is really a 1970s sentiment.
0: So but it being a nineteen seventies film, someone's gonna get a bullet at the hand before headed before the end credits, right?
1: Nope. Then mobster wins. A well, well, lot of people pretty... got bullets in before yeah. this no, is nihilistic. To listen to him, Lament. I don't mean to harsh, but we're Bronson hearing his confession, but it's I'm about Bronson. 6,000
0: criminal assault. 6, robbery. I I won't play the audio for
1: well, But this why time. he's basically saying this world is crap all the other
0: which I remember I just if want to hear Bronson
1: begins, you just did a hit
0: oh I feel much better oh His my body, soul feels
1: Michael was playing it we would hear lots of Bronson lamenting
0: oh I didn't realize the Bronson was over voiceover I feel so good after confession. I I like, I I skip out of the booth. I remember the
1: last time you were into confession, it's like, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. I am Jewish.
0: (laughs) I'm lost. (laughs) This is not the synagogue I was supposed to go to. What
1: are your sins, son? Confess. Well, first of all, I'm a Protestant.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's the end credits uh, rolling up for The Stone Killer. Yay! What would you think of this movie?
1: I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed being in, in uh, the 70s again. I enjoyed yeah. seeing the hippies. I enjoyed seeing him as a tough guy, but not the dirty Harry. He was a tough guy who was like uh, uh, not just randomly killing people. He always had some bad excuse. I don't know. I enjoyed seeing Norman Fell. John Ritter's performance was very flat, but what do you want? He was playing a Yeah, co- he was a kid. You know, right. he was he was Tex Ritter's son at that point. Right, he was Tex Ritter's son.
0: Wow. Uh, yeah, I have to say it was okay. You know, oh. like uh it wasn't as I think Michael Winter and Chuck Bronson made some terrible movies together and uh-huh. this was not really one of them.
1: Also, it's a nice break from three Gone in 60 Seconds in a row. I
0: know. Can you believe that? It's nice to kind of clean our palate after watching three.
1: audience.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to close on that, of course. So tune in to Meeting Radio next Sunday at 2 p.m. We'll be there, and we'll be uh, doing this movie. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, of course. And YouTube channel has the movie uh, on it. Carl, where can people find you? Yes.
1: CarlSucks.com? Bingo! Yes. Hey, a tour where website was spoken?
0: I've started a Zoom open mic. <laughs>
1: yeah, it started on in July.
0: LinkedIn? It's called Mystery Mike. If so, uh, check it out. Are you the yeah. mic
1: or is it a microphone?
0: It is a standard, oh, uh, I guess open mic, uh, stand up. But I have one book guest
1: mm-hmm. who's
0: going to do something outside of stand up, and he is the mystery or she, the oh, mystery guest. So it's a mystery mic, guest. so that hey, way. Darling. Yeah, so if you're a comic who likes to do Zoom shows, here's a show for you. If you're an audience who likes to watch a show, check it out. I got a ringer in there.
1: So how can people find it? It'll be on your Facebook page. You'll be. Or...
0: I think it's. Uh, I can't mention. I can't mention the details because ha- the site's not up yet. But it's oh, okay. going to be a thing. It's going to be All a
1: right. thing. We're Mystery Mike, mic, M. I. C.
0: Of course, it may not happen. But if it did, the it should site- happen by now
1: you should get (laughs) mikesucks.com.
0: Well, there's photos out there. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Carl, thank you so much for watching this movie several times, researching this movie, talking to our celebrity community countdown. Audience, thank you so much for uh, watching or listening to our show and watching the movie with us. We'll see you next week.
1: My microphone is
0: Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, rolls off our tongues. My name is Mike Spiegelman. I came up with every idea known to the universe, and I'm with Carl. Hi, Carl.
1: Hey, and I'm glomming on to your coattails. Good <laughs> ideas you got.
0: <laughs> thanks. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah. We watch a full-length movie on YouTube, and... Uh, you join us. Let us watch it. What's we'll the movie today?
1: Today we are watching the most deadliest game, 1932. That's Ooh. what you put in your search for the your most
0: dangerous use- game.
1: Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> the most dangerous game. Yeah. Uh, which is not uh, tiddlywinks. It is hunting.
0: Oh, please. Let's get these jokes out of the way. It is not Naked Twister.
1: <laughs> Hardly Othello. It's. It's. Players. Listen.
0: It is not IRL clue. You do not have to get a lead pipe, in the in, and and uh, get a, a mansion. In
1: the yeah, in the
0: pantry. Oh, this is not dual monopoly. Uh. All right. Well, I think we got those jokes out of the way. Okay. I can not believe I was playing monopoly, and the Senate came and and but broke the game up.
1: Really? Yeah. That's dangerous. It's not the most dangerous game, but.
0: We, you, so we're not even going to pub- play this hour-long movie. Let's just keep these the most dangerous game jokes going. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the publisher I like is Film Movie Video. What oh. a generic.
0: Hang on a sec. i got to go find that. So is this the colorized version we're watching?
1: Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. We oh, can, we can go. What? I got the black. No, let's do the colorized because we support colorization. Oh, yeah. Okay we like martin alexander bernard
0: okay i had that queued up so it's part of my unprofessionalism as i hit pause as you shall do as well as you heard i click pause i, I click the link for most dangerous game colorize martin alexander bernard we are going to probably post our own version on this shortly so uh, as our feed is down uh is it is currently sick uh, but mm-hmm. we do have all our previous episodes have been posted and archived on mutinyradio.fm. Type in mutinyradio.fm. It'll take you to pcrcollective.org. Go ahead and click arc, podcast archives. Click l w a f l l m o y t. Thought I could do that one. And then you'll see, like the last, last four or five episodes, has not been posting on the feed, but it is online. And Carl right. did a, a great number. Uh, putting together one of the films, uh, Coffee Tea or Me, on YouTube. So, subscribe and like. Hate to say that. And comment below. Oh.
1: Call
0: to action. My tongue feels nasty saying that. All right, well, I hope you guys click like and subscribe and comment below and click the link and have it on Zero Zero. We do not have our usual Countdown King here today, but I do have, courtesy of Carl, a proxy recording just in case of emergencies like this. So, Paul Brumbaugh, let's take it away. All right, so let's get this started. I am, I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumbaugh. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to Brumba. Brum. Brumba. Okay, so let's get ready to Brumbaugh. And now. What you've all been waiting for, Master of the Descending Numerals, the Countdown King himself. Would you please welcome Mr. Paul Brumbaugh.
1: All right, guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go.
0: Okay, here we go, RKO Radio. Uh, By the way, this is Morse code for Hire Me, Warner Brothers. I'm available. (laughs) That
2: was a yellow uh, transmitting uh, station.